where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. My name is Troy. And my name is James. That's right. And today we are here to have a wee chat about season nine, episode nine, Veggie Boy. A, a wee chat, you say? Oh. A wee chat. A wee chat. <laughs> this episode aired on the 22nd of November, 1990. Fun fact. Right? Go on. You ready? This was the final Cheers episode to air on a Thanksgiving. Ah, yeah. Nice. There you go. Uh, directed by James Burroughs and written by Dan Staley and Rob Long. And I'll tell you what, if it's uh, meant to be a Thanksgiving episode, then there's no there's no meat in this platter. There's a lot of veg. It was it was a it was a veggie platter. No no Thanksgiving mentions in it. So, but I suppose if it's not set at Thanksgiving, it just happened to air on it. There's no reason for it to. But I mean, if vegetables are your thing, we've got plenty of them on this. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know what a what a vegetarian Thanksgiving dinner would be. I know a, a vegan friend of mine at Christmas, they have a nut roast instead of like your turkey or your chicken or duck. Or instead of poultry, poultry. many a nut. Yeah. That's it. I've I've had a nut roast before actually. Uh had them at the, the Christmas party last year. It wasn't that bad. Obviously I I washed it down with plenty of turkey afterwards, but that's because I love my meat. But yeah. Nut roast. If if you're not tried them, give them a go. They're all right. Wash it down. <laughs> you you only have your turkey in its puree form. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said it was turkey, but there was a hell of a lot of gravy, so it, it was mm. more like a, a smoothie than like <laughs> than, a, than a solid food. Like a bread sauce type affair. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I, I'm not a fan of bread sauce. It's just weird. It's I, I think someone saw bread and heard that someone stepped up their game by turning bread into toast. And they went, yeah, but I've got another idea. It's a bit weird, but bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone saw paper mache and thought, how can we make this edible? How <laughs> how can I do that? But with some pitta. Just- yeah, it's a no from me. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Veggie Void, season nine, episode nine. So let's jump straight into the cold open. Uh, Woody enters the bar. Uh, he's talking about his first night in his new, fresh, swanky apartment. Maybe not as swanky as, as you may think. Compares it to a time that he got locked in a storeroom uh, at Piggly Wiggly, whatever that is. Um, I'm assuming it's some sort of food buffet eatery yeah. place. I'd be all right being locked in a buffet, you know. I, I know you would. If you were to be locked in a buffet, it would be like an executive prison. you got your toilets. you got your food. <laughs> What's uh, what's me bemoaning about? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh no, I'm locked where there's food and toilet and running water. Oh, oh no! What, oh, what a, what a bind. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says the neighbourhood's not great, but the the benefit is he has cable TV, which was a thing back then. I remember some friends had cable. I didn't really understand it. It was like NTL. If anyone remembers NTL, that was that was cable TV. I think. It's it's essentially what pay per view is now. You like your HBOs and and your things like this. HBO, fun fact, started way back in the seventies, and you know one of the one of their big things was screening the premium boxing matches. You know, I think it was Thriller in Manila was their big showpiece because it was yeah, the boy. first time that it could be seen live 
around the world, you know, via satellite and HBO, you know, was the people who went, hey guys, you hear of uh, Muhammad Ali? Yeah, well, you want you want to see him? He's here. Come. <laughs> Got money on cable, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what they didn't have, though. They didn't have Robocop. I was in a safer neighborhood in that last dive years. Well, no, actually, it's a little worse, but it's got cable. <laughs> well, it's unfurnished. You must be getting a break in the rent, huh? Well, no, it's actually a little more, but you got to expect that with cable. <laughs> well, whatever. I think cable's great. They had Robocop on last night. Did you catch that? No, the cable was out last night. <laughs> Yeah, rent is more expensive and it's in a worse area. And Woody used to live in Chinatown. So, you know what they say? What? Forget it, Jake. That's Chinatown. That's the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. From, from, the, from the movie, Chinatown. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. <laughs> so, into the main episode. Norm enters the bar <laughs> uh, and a package has arrived for Sam. It's some new napkins. And everyone's quite excited. How day? Because they're, they're, they're not just any old napkins. No, 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 no. They are trivia napkins. Trivia. Best kind of trivia. 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 I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm just running with it. I'm running uh, with I it. was doing Maria by Blondie. Oh, sure. There you go. Trivia. Yeah. I want to read you. I knew exactly what was going on. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, James. <laughs> so Sam gets these napkins as, as a way of saying thank you. He says thank you for patronising him. But Dr. Crane corrects him and says that he thinks he's meant to say, you're looking for a thank you for your patronage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, goes on to explain the difference. Ever since I got the bar back, I've been looking for ways to say, hey, thank you for patronising me. Oh, Sam, I, I know you wanted to use a great big word there. <laughs> I think that's marvelous, but I, I believe what you meant to say was thank you for your patronage. Really? What's the difference? Patronage means customer. Patronizing is the way one would talk to a small, dull child. <laughs> kind of like how you're talking to me right now. Aren't you cute? More patronizing. Here's a fun fact. KLOS Los Angeles radio personalities Brian and Mark are sitting at the bar near the start of this episode while the trivia napkins are being handed out. Nice. You probably didn't recognize them because, you know, they're on the radio and therefore faceless. Faceless. Kind of like us. Although, if you want to see our face, you can go on to Facebook. You can find us on there and you'll see a nice little illustration by our friend Lou with all of our little faces on. Yeah, exactly. Do you see that? Do you like that segue? Do you like that? I see what you did. You went, oh, yeah. If you want to see your faces, go to the book of faces. That's yeah. it. There you go. Mm. See? Not just a pretty face, me. Ma- mainly a pretty face mainly my mum told me that's what my mum said but yeah anyway <laughs> one of the first bits of trivia we find from the napkin is that ancient Egypt were the first to brew beer did you know that? nah but it's fun it um, is fun I wouldn't have said ancient Egypt I don't know where I'd have said I would have said um, well what's what's beer made from? barley? yeah so I would have guessed um, somewhere in Asia maybe yeah I'd have said, yeah, not Egypt. But anyway, it's a nice little fact. We love facts. Snack on them. That's mm, right. no, no, no. There's Tutankhamun and, and Cleopatra going, uh, I'm only having one. Just- <laughs> <laughs> what civilization was the first known 
to brew beer. Early Greece. Ancient Rome. Old Milwaukee. <laughs> Ancient Egypt. Yeah, hey, I never knew the trivia could be so fascinating. Oh, hold up, phone here. It starts to take a bit of umbrage with the fact that he's he's got Sam's got these trivia napkins in many many a year sat at the bar. Um, giving people little snacks, little tidbits of information, little bits of trivia. And Norm says that he prefers the trivia from the napkin instead of from Cliff because the napkins don't spit when they talk. Uh, that's true. Also, yeah. napkin is very passive. <laughs> you you go to the trivia. The trivia isn't thrust upon you. No. Well, it depends. If you're wiping your, your mouth or your face, and you don't realise it's on there. You... Was it old made reasons used to have trivia in them? Is that what I'm thinking Ooh. of? They might, what, the little red boxes? Yeah. Well, they might. I haven't had a box of those in yonks. I don't even know if they're still a thing. They might have done. I like how this episode is quickly becoming a Peter K routine. Remember the past? Trumpet <laughs> <laughs> raisins in a box. It's a future. Tasted it. <laughs> we also have a little fact in them, so they did. <laughs> <laughs> like on the back of penguin bars, and you get the joke on them, and they're always the same terrible penguin or like Arctic-based puns. There's a science behind this, though. Is there? It's more so used for Christmas crackers, right? <clears throat> by the way, this episode is airing in the heat of summer. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas. Why not? We play by our own <laughs> rules. But uh, uh, Christmas cracker jokes are deliberately supposed to be, in inverted quotes, bad jokes, right? Mm. For the reason that the designers of Christmas crackers know that humor is often subjective. And as such, they know that a good joke would be more a matter of individual preference, right? Sure. Whereas if they make a bad joke, more people will agree it's a bad joke than more people are agreeing that one is a good joke. So what they're doing is they're trying to, they're doing it for community aspects. There's, there's where, more collective humour in it being terrible. Yeah, when everyone knows that it's a bad joke, it enhances that sense of community. As opposed right. to having a Discord of one person going, "Oh, that was hilarious," and the other going, "What are you on about, Jeff? That was that was a terrible joke." <laughs> or I don't, I don't get it. Or, oh, I just don't like those types of jokes. You know, if they yeah, if they yeah. know it's a like a bad pun or something, everyone goes, "Um," <laughs> you know, exactly like that as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there is a science behind it. It's just yes, yeah, sociology, psychology. Is you know, there's a method in the in the terrible jokes. <laughs> Well, speaking of method, yeah. method acting, yeah. Woody, there you go, another segue. I've got them all. I've got all the segues for you today. That's right. So Woody is is worried about his part in a commercial where he has to play a bartender. He has to, to serve a drink and he has to talk in a bar and he's, he's worried about all these things. Sam continues to remind him that you work at a bar, you talk to people, you do these things at the same time. That shouldn't be an issue. Fraser says, you can rehearse your lines with us if you want. Uh, and Woody says, well, it's only one line. So, so they do that. Sam recognizes that Fraser is, is patronizing him, pat- patronizing him. <laughs> it reminds me of two things. One, in Naked Gun, isn't there code? One of the Naked Guns isn't one of the code phrase. I like it. <laughs> I like it. And it's meant to be when he's, you know, revealed that, that the villain is uh, exposed information. Correct. Yeah, it reminds me that the other thing it reminds me of is there's a bit in Seinfeld, and I think. Seinfeld fans want to know where I'm going with this, where George gets a part in a Woody Allen movie and his only line is, these pretzels are making me thirsty. And he gets increasingly <laughs> aggressive in the delivery of the line. 
<laughs> the shoot's coming up. The uh, the advert, the commercial that, that Woody's in is coming up. And he's nervous. He asks Sam if he, he can come with him to, to maybe steady his nerves, give him a bit of confidence, a familiar face on set. The rest of the guys offer too. Initially, Woody is worried about this. He thinks it'll make him look like he's got an entourage. Mm. Uh, but then proceeds to say, do you know what? Let's all go. Let's go to the mall first. We'll get matching satin jackets and sunglasses. <laughs> and before they leave the bar, he decides he wants them to open the door for him. Very much like an entourage. Well, I mean, if you guys all come down there with me, it's going to look like I'm some big snobby star with an uh, entourage. All right, well, uh, heck with it. We'll just stay here. Yeah. You tell us about that. Oh, no, I like the what? idea. Yeah. You guys can be my people. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey, hey. Well, I got another idea. We'll all stop at the mall. We'll pick up satin jackets and matching sunglasses. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Door's not just going to open itself. Another fun fact. The concept of this episode is a can is a callback or salute to a classic sitcom episode called Lucy Does a TV commercial from I Love Lucy, where Lucy, played by Lucille Ball, is promoting a product called Vitamita Vegemin. Called what now? Vitamita Vegemin. Sure. So, okay. Vit- vitamin. Uh, with with meat and veg in the middle, it, it's right. got all the nutrients you could ever need. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something we give our dog. It could well be. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at time of recording, just to pull back the curtain, it's my dog's birthday today. Oh, shout out to my dog Marcy. She's uh, she's seven years old today. That is cute. Yes, that's what this sitcom is referencing. You know, it's because it aired in fifty two. It's something that you know the. Writers of Cheers probably grew up with, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a nice, nice little nod. We like stuff like that. It would be like if we, I don't know, referenced the Cheers episode, I guess, in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So on set, we see Sam chatting up the producer because, of course, he is. Of course, he is, you we slag. See, <laughs> we see Norm excited by a table full of donuts because, of course, he is. Very on point. On yes. point, on brand. On brand, that's it. Sam desperately wants to try and write down this this woman's phone number uh, and ask Norm for one of the napkins uh, from the bar. So Norm gives Sam one of the napkins to write the number down. Cliff's annoyed about this. This is this is one straw too many. He's better be seeing the napkin. Tears him up, throws him away. If you love Norman so much, why don't you marry him? <laughs> <laughs> so we then come to them shooting the commercial. We've got everyone on set. With Woody behind the bar with this green bottle of uh, Veggie Boy, which just looks awful. It's so green, it looks like it could kill Superman. <laughs> a bottle of wet kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something you'd feed your plants. Um, he goes to try some of it, but they say it's layered with something, something latex, basically to give it a bit more of a shine on TV, like what they do with a lot of food and photography, where they, they spray it with essentially, I don't know, it's like hairspray, something daft, so it looks a bit more polished, if you like. Yeah, good old shiny spray. So everyone's behind the camera. Woody is behind the bar, ready to do his first take. And one of the producers says, oh, it's meant to be a bowl of nuts on here. And then Mm. we see Norm eating the bowl of beer nuts, uh, telling Sam that he needs to really invest in some of those. Very quickly snatched away from him, but back onto the set, ready for the shoot. Yeah, first take. Yeah, behind the camera. And Woody starts laughing at Norm because he supposedly pulled a face. This is a lie. To lie, he's done absolutely nothing. It's your fault, Woody. Be a professional. <laughs> so Norm's ejected. 
director calls for take two. Norm takes his, his take two boxes of donuts. The take two was scurries out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the donuts there were huge as well. They were, yeah. He then fails a second take because Sam's behind the camera. It's laugh. Sam's fault that time. Sam started laughing. Yeah. He also takes a box of donuts as he's ejected. And then for the third take, Cliff tries to put him off, genuinely trying to put him off by pulling stupid faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't work. Woody delivers the line. And uh, Woody thanks Cliff for not attempting to be funny. Yep. And then Cliff's just there in a jammy disgrace. Yep. <laughs> jammy disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Back at the bar, Woody's commercial is on TV, and Rebecca's ordered many a crate of Veggie Boy. The, the, Lots of crates of Veggie Boy. The Emerald Elixir. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Absinthe, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Paul O'Grady called Absinthe. Was it the Green Fairy? <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible impression of Paul O'Grady. I can't do his accent either way. I'll he, let you off. <laughs> he gave it a uh, that that whimsical nickname of the Green Fairy because you put water in absinthe and it turns cloudy, which makes me question what it's made of. Yeah, <laughs> it's mind bleach. Oh. That stuff is. Yeah, I do like you. And <laughs> Paul O'Grady goes, "I absolutely love absinthe. I love drinking it. Then waking up three days later in the skip with a half a kebab on my face and <laughs> and a Portuguese man next to me." <laughs> Uh, I've, I mean, I've woken up in similar situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a legend, Paul. <laughs> so, yeah, Rebecca's bought all of the crates of Veggie Boy. We see the advert. Everyone applauds it. They're real happy for it. And then to celebrate, Rebecca says, have a glass of it. Have a glass of the Veggie Boy. And he tries it, hates it, immediately mm. spits it out. It's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> and then... Uh, is is furious because he feels he's lied to the nation because mm-hmm. his line was I like it and very clearly he hates it. Why um, must you turn this commercial into a house of lies? <laughs> we then see it on multiple channels over and over and over again, which drives him to the point of insanity. Uh, so he runs off. Yeah, he, he's not a happy bunny. So Fraser decides to try the drink. Uh, also hates it. Says that kale wasn't a good idea. And we then see Sam giving Woody a, what he believes is a check from the studio for his commercial. Woody doesn't want to open it, however, because he feels like he's he's lied to the nation. He feels like he's not worthy of of the money that they've offered to pay him. So Sam tries to make him feel better by telling him uh, a little white lie. I think it's the story of his, his time uh, during his baseball career. Woody walks off feeling maybe a little bit better about himself. And then the rest of the patrons ask him how much of that was true. And he said, well, some of it was true. but..." The story was actually about me, and actually most of it was a lie. Woody overhears that it was all a lie and is clearly distressed, unhappy, and upset. At which point we're reminded that that one of the deadly sins or is is lying or what they believe is a deadly sin is lying. Woody claims lying is one of the seven deadly sins. And then I believe it's Cliff or Norm tries to explain or rather list off the remaining seven deadly sins. My mother always told me that lying is the worst of the seven deadly sins. Wait, wait, wait. Lying is one of the seven deadly sins? Yeah, of course it is. You got uh, lust, greed, bashful. <laughs> That's the seven deadly dwarfs. What's your favorite sin? Uh, rum, probably. <laughs> Say. Rum, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, the, the hidden sin. So Woody is, still isn't over it. We, we see a few hours, moments later, what have you. Woody's still not over it. The commercial keeps playing over and over as a reminder. 
And then Cliff suggests, maybe break things up, I don't know, to, to do a trivia napkin. He looks at it, he says, it's quite boring. It looks like it's been printed on or, or typed up by, I can't remember what it was, he uses the example of... An old typewriter. Something like that, that's it, an old typewriter. It's, it's evident that, that Cliff has, has taken a napkin and written his own bit of trivia on there. And Fraser sees this as a cry for help, which is then when we start to kind of unfold a, a lot of why Cliff feels upset about the whole situation. And we touched on it earlier when he kind of ripped it up, but he feels like he's been overlooked by his trivia. He feels like he's been replaced by the napkin. And then he gives everyone a bit of an ultimatum and says, it's me or the napkins. I'm tempted to, because I, I do love a little known fact, start logging my little known facts and print them off and just, you know, send them around the office or post them around the city. People will be like, that's a nice flyer. I don't understand its purpose. Speaking of, actually, I was walking back from work the other day and I saw an untitled wrestling podcast sticker on a lamppost. Did you? I did. I, it definitely wasn't me. I, I wouldn't possibly deface a public lamppost. <laughs> it's all right. I did it at Edinburgh. There <laughs> <laughs> were many other stickers on there, so you were not the only defacer. Well, I'll have to make bigger stickers then, won't I? <laughs> Full size billboard. Yep. Cover a whole building. <laughs> Just the look. <laughs> no one can quite decide, but it's clear that they're in favor of the napkins over him. Uh, no one says anything. And he says, well, maybe we can alternate between them. Aww. What it reminds me of, I don't know why, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's such an eloquent insult. I think it's from the Umbrella Academy. It's something like, I'm a mysterious, elusive man. And the reply is, no, you're an open book written by a very dumb child. (laughs) 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 But if you do want a big old list of trivia, let's look at the cast of this episode. We've got B.B. Newirth as Dr. Lilith Sternen, and she'll uh, come into her own soon. Tom Everett as director of the commercial. He also appeared in As the World Turns, New Heart, Hill Street Blues, Beverly Hills Cop, TJ Hooker, Dynasty, Hunter, Days of Our Lives, Remington Steel, Cagney and Lacey, Max Headroom, Deathwish 4, Matlock, MacGyver, Quantum Leap, Die Hard 2, Dances with Wolves, LA Law, Jake and the Fat Man, Picket Fences, Murder, She Wrote, ER, Almost Perfect, Air Force One, Jag, Pearl Harbor, Alias, CSI Miami, The West Wing, Monk 24, NCIS, and many more. That's quite the cv he's been around <laughs> wow yeah I've, I've seen a lot of those as well <laughs> yeah debbie gregory as jill this is her film and tv debut she also appeared in full house dear john empty nest hearts of fire and others john savenka as technician this is his first tv and film role he also appeared in reasonable doubts the louis show ellen family matters burt ludden's love buffet according to <laughs> wow it's, it turns out it's a game show. Right. Uh, according to Jim, super big product fun show and <laughs> many others. He was also a writer and producer for Fillmore and Mandem Acts of Comedy. Philip Pullman as Phil, Michael Holden as Joe, Tony De Benedetto as Tony, Joyce Agu, Lee Allen and Susan Evans are all uncredited as bar patrons. And Roshen Asapamionwait is also uncredited as bar patron. He also appeared in Showdown in Little Tokyo, Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult, Molly, Monkey Bone, The Garbage, and others. Back in a bar, uh, a patron asks for a drink recommendation. Uh, what he says is no point asking him because he's a liar, or at least he <laughs> believes he's a liar. And then the rest of the patrons start to kind of 
figure out ways that they might be able to get Woody uh, to like the, the drink. Uh, Norm suggests putting broccoli in his beer to start adjusting to the taste. Um, David then realizes they have no broccoli, so Norm just gets a free beer. <laughs> Cliff suggests putting Brussels sprouts in his pocket like his mum used to, but doesn't That's... like them. And Cliff says, well, it was a nice feeling anyway. Okay. Okay, Cliff. Sure. You, you do you, Cliff. You're a weird one, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Frazier starts to do some Freudian analysis. He does. He he thinks that the veg comes, the veg fear comes from a childhood trauma, uh, a subconscious barrier, if you like, uh, and starts to to bring in some some Freudian theories and stuff. To which Lilith thinks that these are outdated. He thinks she's drunk to disagree with them. I think it's nonsense, not because Freud is necessarily outdated, but because Frazier also thought the drink was disgusting. Some things can just be bad, Frazier. <laughs> They're allowed to taste like crap. It's okay. Yeah. Just like, deal with it and don't touch them again. I'm not going to drink, you know, a bath bomb I'm, and be like, oh, I must have had an instant when I was a kid. No, nah, it's just a disgusting thing to drink, you, you, you fool. <laughs> so Lilith is, is quite put out by these and she kind of poo-poos the idea that it's come from childhood trauma by, by blowing a raspberry. Fraser then suggests some post-hypnotic suggestion. Uh, Lilith gives another wet objection to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's his words, not mine, because that cracked me up. A wet objection. <sighs> it also turns out that he'd previously hypnotized Lilith into taking her shoes off every time someone said brie cheese. So that happens because he shouts that out. And also apparently that word uh, tambourine makes her unbutton her blouse, uh, which we also partly see. There's a scene cut from this episode, which I think has been cut from every syndication due to music rights, where... You hear Mr. Tambourine Man by the birds playing uh, oh. as Lilith is off screen and you see clothes coming in and wolf whistling, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that seems so, not in this episode, but, you know, yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> or not. It's up to you. Or, or not. Yeah. <laughs> there is a great line from Lilith in response to the Freudian things where he says, maybe Woody doesn't like vegetables because they remind him of his mother. Ooh. <laughs> you <laughs> salty wench. <laughs> so Fraser suggests uh, some hypnosis on Woody. They go to the, the back office. Uh, a few moments later, or what we think is a few moments later, we see them come back out uh, to see if the hypnosis has worked. Turns out he now really likes to drink. In fact, if anything, he's, he's become addicted to the drink. I'm going to cash in my check from, uh, from the studio and I can buy all the veggie, mm. um, veggie boy I like. You ever been hypnotized? I haven't. I've been tempted to. Like, I mean, it's not something you can just kind of go out and just kind of find. Like, I pop into town, but oh, there's a, a hypnotist in that shop. But I, I, I'd be intrigued to give it a go, I think. It's just suggestibility, which is why Woody was so easy to hypnotize. My mum has been hypnotized once and remembers all of it, which is why she doesn't want to be hypnotized again. And, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, like, it's completely PG, but she was just like, it was embarrassing, where she was hypnotized to swat flies and cluck like a chicken while dancing to tiger feet by mud. <laughs> it's a very, very 70s. Yeah, so it's a very niche type of hypnosis, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So as a result, she has disdain for hypnotists and anything and mud. <laughs> Lonely this Christmas comes on and she goes, no, out. You, you won't be doing your, your rendition of that again, will you? At least not the, mo the mud version. <laughs> Mood, that's a weird way to spell Elvis. <laughs> uh. Uh, so... 
Fraser's like, yeah, I've, I've done it. I've, I've hypnotized him. I've conquered it. It only took a few minutes. And Sam says, you were in there two hours. And he says, yes. I was doing some snooping and we'll talk later. Messing around with his mind. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I want that to unfold some more. I mm. want to find out what Fraser was snooping for and what he found and what he wants to talk to Sam about later. Would he seen some things? Is yeah. <laughs> it's what it's implying. Yeah. Many, many a farmyard incident, you know. <laughs> so Woody opens the envelope, uh, and actually it's a letter saying that they're discontinuing the product because no one liked it. Uh, Woody's upset and angry at the same time because he can't get it anymore. Uh, and he's only got the, the crates that Rebecca brought. And so he storms off. He says he's going to go and get three tons of topsoil and a yellow tractor to start harvesting his own kale so he can make his own veggie board. Turns out, Yellow Tractor is another trigger word for Lilith, who then bursts into song. This is all there is? This isn't even going to last me through the night. <laughs> Wait, let's go back in the office. Oh, I know, I know. I can take this to a lab and have it analyzed. I can make my own. You know, I got a blender. <laughs> I'll move back to Indiana. I'll grow kale. Woody, watch the watch. Get that watch out of my face, old man. I got crops to plant. Woody, you need my help. I don't need your help. All I need is three tons of topsoil and a big yellow tractor. Tractor. The sun will come out tomorrow. Lily, lower your damn skirt and watch the watch. Uh, it's a delightful song. Tomorrow, as in the one from Annie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, big fan of that. Big fan of that. That's what sees us out for the, uh, for the episode. It was a good one. Cliff, you're here. Are these napkins, have they won you round? Yeah, you scamp. Off you go. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. I've got one here. You know, I'm a, I'm a donut fan. Yeah? Yeah. What donuts were on offer? The, the flavors. Oh, chocolate. Sure. Yeah, that's one. Strawberry. No. Vanilla. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla donuts are good. Like, vanilla donuts, like, or sorry, custard filled, like vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, they're the bomb. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't know. I know there was um chocolate eclair looking thing that Cliff sucked the filling out of. Yeah. Harrowing thing to watch. Uh, You got your glaze, you got your chocolate, you got your buttermilk, and you got your Bavarian cream. Bavarian cream is is the is the best that's another seinfeld reference for you there but yeah cliff's going around sucking the filling out of the bavarian cream which is not a sentence i thought i'd hear on this it's quite the sordid sentence (laughs) (laughs) right got one for you how many cases of veggie boy does uh, rebecca order in 23 correct yes i remember that number what are the ingredients for a veggie boy? Oh, uh, kale. Yeah. Broccoli. Yeah. Cauliflower and water. That's it. Yep. Yeah, Roy. How many channels did the veggie boy advert feature on? Eight. Nope. It's oh. 15. Oof. Oof. I couldn't name 15 channels. Here's a, just a general trivia. They talk about state capitals, the oldest of which being Santa Fe. When was Santa Fe founded? I, wow. Um, Given it's in New Mexico. Oh, so it's, it's a fair while ago. Yeah, yeah. 
1600. I'm tempted to give you a point for that. 1609. Ooh! Yeah. Get in! Suit you, sir. Suit you, sir. <laughs> yes, boy. Right. I've got a bit of a general knowledge one. We spoke earlier about the, uh, the seven deadly sins. What are the seven deadly sins? Uh, wrath, pride, lust, gluttony, sloth, and envy. Correct. Yeah. Well done. And a final one, a bit more trivia. You've given me a question about a date in history. I've got one for you. Uh, although I don't, I don't want a specific date because it's it'd be going back a fair while. When were napkins? Sorry, where? <laughs> where? When, I mean, when were if, napkins? I mean, if if you can give me the time that they were, great. Have a bonus point. But where, or rather, who invented napkins? As in which culture? Uh, or yeah. are you looking for the person's name? Well, the, no, the, the the country, the culture, sure. Well, kin, I assume, comes from a German or Scandinavian thing as in kinder so i'm gonna say dutch no according to my search on google earlier napkins are invented in the second century bc in china ah yeah 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 but the internet can lie well uh, again that sounds right yeah to be fair surely just to invent a napkin you'd need a bit of cloth and then um just fold it up so it looks like a swan yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they do in napkins, isn't it? Caveman origami. That's right. That's, that's the, the bath towels you get at the Hilton, isn't it? They they, they make them look like a yeah, swan. Yeah, if I want to dry myself with a swan, then I'll just go to the pond, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. After, after it's tried to wing me to death. <laughs> Come here. Swan tank. Uh, all belong to the king now, apparently. Apparently so, yeah. He's not keeping tracks on him. I can take one. Nah, he's definitely not. I'm, I'm not one. It's fine. <laughs> you won't notice if one goes missing. Nah. Don't actually. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Where nobody knows your name, a Cheers podcast does not advocate the theft of swans. Okay? That's a disclaimer. Any kind of theft, swans or otherwise. Yeah, in case we see a sudden rise in swan theft. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Last call. What's uh, how special? Maybe a cheeky veggie boy? Yeah, well, I'll give one a go. Try anything once. Yeah, man. I mean, I've, whenever I'm hungover, I'll always give one of those like smoothie things a go. And more often than not, it's the ones that have got a hell of a lot of kale in. So they look like actual kryptonite. Mm. Uh, and they, they seem to do me all right. So yeah, I'll, I'll give one of those another go or, or a variant of that. I've had a spinach type drink before and I wasn't. Terrible. You, you just put in your spices that. and things, you know, like yeah. a bit of yeah, sweeten it, make it do what you want. There's, like, there's um, worse things to drink, like gin or uh, or, or sambuca. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, sambuca's fine. Don't you worry about it. That's some of my best nights out in sambuca, and also some of my worst mornings. <laughs> yeah, it is a it is a peculiar taste. You know what is terrible. I don't know if it exists, but if Finland would probably make it. They love their salted licorice, so I imagine a salted sambuco, it would be a thing. Sambuco Sh- shots. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a Out with that. Me. Out with that. We're finished. Ha! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, veggie boy it is, you know. For if you're feeling a bit rough in the morning, then uh, down some kryptonite. 
Lovely. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Tune in next week for Norman Cliff's excellent adventure.